and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with my other host, the incredible Rick Warren. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing good, Eddie. How are you down there in that big state of Texas? Enjoying the sunshine for a change. We've been getting obliterated (laughs) with rain. I've got grass that's two feet high and the horses love it, but I don't because that means I have to mow at some point. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... We're we're out of the we're out of the rain, and I think all that heat you get down there is coming this way. We're looking at nineties, possible hundreds next in the, within the next two weeks. Well, that's good for you. Yeah, go out there and get a tan. That's all I need. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we've got a great show tonight, Rick. You know, you and I were talking earlier about what the show could be. And I think we came up with some really good topics. The The last topic we did was on UFOs as well. But that was one of our biggest shows to date, looking back on the numbers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes. I, I think the numbers on that one spoke for itself. I think everybody is anticipating what the United States government is going to be uh, showing us here pretty soon with uh, its disclosure that it's coming forth with. And uh, I think that's going to be pretty cool. We've got Antoinette on, and we also have Sonia. How you doing, Sonia? And uh, we also have over here, um, Valerie. Hi, Valerie. How you doing? You're back, and that's good. I hope you yeah. uh, had a good vacation. Hi, Sonia, Antonella. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's great that we got everybody on here. And I am having trouble with this uh, one program. I don't know what's going on with it, but uh, got to work on this thing here a little bit. But uh, hang on, let me see if that actually fixed it. Yeah, there we go. So, right. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about UFOs since that is our first topic. You bet. Well, right now, as we sit here. The days are counting down for the full disclosure of UFOs. The government is supposed to be coming up within the next week or two on the full disclosure, and we're waiting to see exactly what it is they're going to what they're going to show. I'm kind of skeptical as far as what they're going to release to the public, although uh, 
I know there's some out there that feel they're going to disclose everything. I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, top secret stuff that still is not going to be uh, released to the general public, mainly because of uh, the possibility of back engineering weapons and that kind of a thing. And they're not going to want our enemies to know. So I doubt we're going to get anything that's going to show that. What, what's your thoughts on that, Rick? I think you're right, uh, Eddie, because, um, well, for one thing, they haven't haven't really disclosed anything up to this point. And what they're going to be disclosing, um, I think, is going to be so whitewashed that it, it will leave the public probably just hanging just a little. If they even confirm the fact that they have something from an extraterrestrial vehicle, that is monumental. That is That is admitting to the United States and to the people as a whole that they have something. And, and um, we've waited a long time, Eddie, waited a long time. Well, you know that they've already, well, when I say they, I'm, I'm talking about the Pentagon, already came forward and said that they have parts to a vehicle, an aerial type vehicle right. that were not created on this earth. What does that tell you? from how long ago you know how long is this whitewash and how long has this cover-up been going on eddie i don't you know, know. Th I know. Th this is just what they said now it could have been from anything it could be a piece of a roswell crash it could be anything right right they're just not saying yeah. and uh also we have jessica on here hi jessica it's nice uh, that you could join us on here and uh she also says of course they're not going to release all that they should, it would open up too many cans of worms. There's already a lot of can of worms open up, but you know, here's That's a big true. question. Hello, Cheryl, how you doing? Here's the big question right now, Rick. The stuff that they're gonna be releasing to the public, okay? The big question that everybody's asking is can the public handle it? That's what's being Ooh. asked right now. Can the public handle the thought that we're not alone and we are being visited or have been visited by extraterrestrials? That's a damn good question because, I mean, let's look at the public in general as far as how we're being spoon-fed at this moment. The, the type of information that is going into the media at this moment and what's going to be said Monday morning on the, on the uh, Good Morning America uh, just all the other type of platforms are already. I mean, what what would they really disclose and what and how would they doctor it up and give it to the media? I'm wondering. Exactly. Now, Jessica says the KGB has had an extraordinary amount of information and documentation, and that's been released, but nobody has paid attention. And you're right, Jessica. And here's the big thing. One of the biggest press releases in the world about ufos and the government finally after all this time coming forward and saying hey these things are real but nobody seems to care nobody cares that's what's amazing to everybody me. is too worried about all this other political crap that's going on around them to even care about one of the biggest stories that are coming our way i'm not saying the other stuff isn't important because it is and uh Y'all watch our political show, you know our uh, our feelings on that. But this is probably the most 
I, 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 this, this has to be the biggest story ever in the history of mankind. And, and I should say modern history of mankind, but nobody's paying attention to it. Why do you think that is? Seriously. I, I wonder if we become so desensitized, you know, as kids, um, we were taught to watch what we watched on TV, you know, and as modern society crept further and further into the family circle, look at what our kids are looking at now. You know, I mean, we have the videos, we have all this elegant stuff. I remember when I was raising my kids, they were just coming in vogue with the different type of videos and things like that. And I, I really, I wanted them to get the best of their knowledge that they could from different uh, media platforms and games and things like that. But Eddie, you really had to be careful, even back then. Uh, true. Now Cheryl says, or are they merely, merely using this to cover up something more? Now, I don't know if Good. any of you in the audience uh, has ever heard of Operation Bluebeam. But uh, that was a big stink back in the, I think it was in the 90s, and uh, where Operation Blue Beam was supposed to be uh, this laser light show, which was going to be projected down by satellites, which was going to create the illusion, I do mean illusion, that we, we were being invaded and attacked by extraterrestrials in order to complete the cycle of the one world government. And this was going to be put on between NASA and the United Nations. However, uh, this project Blue Beam leaked and uh, it was halted. But if you remember the dying words of Werner von Braun, who had told his secretary just before he passed away that there was going to be several different uh, deals which we were going to go through one of which were terrorists, one of which were uh, wars in the Middle East. Then we we're going to have uh, attacks within the United States. And then we were going to be uh, in the middle of conflict once more with uh, a lot of the, uh, with Israel and so forth and so on. And then the final thing that was supposed to happen was the invasion of extraterrestrials which were going to attack and start killing people. And this was going to be done in order to create this one world government. However, Werner von Braun went on to say, do not believe it. The attacks that you're going to see from these so-called extraterrestrial ships are nothing more than back-engineered craft created by the United States government in order to turn people away from the religions, away from each other, uh, and to turn everything into a one-world government where people are dependent on the government. And he said this was something that was going to take place, and it was the final uh, chess piece which was going to be moved. Uh, mm. What's your thoughts on that, Rick? Wow, Eddie. I tell you what. Um, what's amazing, though, Eddie, is the fact that we have the United States Air Force, our number one UFOologist team in the world that is disclosing the different type of aircraft they're seeing on radar. They have uh, the United States Navy, Eddie, is sitting there with, with pictures and documentaries and videos. Uh, before 
this is every has been disclosed before. They had this type of evidence on board a lot of the aircraft carriers, the Nimitz, uh, uh, um, to name a few. And this evidence that they had, as soon as they collected this evidence, Eddie, there were men in black, so to speak, that was on that ship within a very short time collecting that evidence and saying this never happened. You never saw it. This didn't, no. This will end your career if you say a word about this. And I mean, that was just a few years ago, Eddie, and now look what's happening. We have the same military jurisdiction giving us evidence, one, two, three, four videos, and disclosures of testimonies and affidavits by leading military in uniform men and women that are seeing these things, let alone the things that are coming up out of the ocean. Very true. And it's something that I think is going to continue. And I'm not sure where they're going with all this, but if it has anything to do with what the words of Rene von Braun was suggesting, uh, I think we're in for a big shocker. And just think about it. If you want to create chaos in society and try and bring all the governments together to create this one world government, what better time to do it than right now when everybody is so caught up into this pandemic that the next thing we're just attacked by aliens and then everybody's going to lose it at that point. Uh, I think that would be good point. probably the straw that broke the camel's back uh, in a world that's already completely jacked. What's amazing is that also in the general public, Eddie, we're talking about a lot of people that are um, seeing different things in the sky, even as I speak. I have friends in Utah and Colorado, and even in your own state of Texas, Eddie, that these people are sitting there and actually bringing about stories and uh, marking down what they see and, and drawing what comes to mind in the essence of saying, this is what I saw, people. And this, these are people that don't even know each other, Eddie, from different states, from different areas. And yet some of the stories that they're bringing forth match directly one with another. Correct. Jessica says scamdemic. That's a, that's a good term. That's a, I like that. We're going to use that wow. more often. I like that. Scamdemic. <laughs> but, you know, with everything that's going on right now, just think, oh, and it, here's another thing. I, I almost forgot to bring this up. The words of President Ronald Reagan back in the day when he was in front of the United Nations, when he made a comment, and don't quote me on this because it's not going to be exact, but he <laughs> said, just think how quickly all our governments would work together if we were attacked by an alien race. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Okay. What was he referring to? And was that a hint? I remember that. I remember him saying that. And, that, and that's very true. I mean, if you look at the movie, um, what was the movie I'm thinking of here? What what was that one with Will uh, Will Smith and um, Independence Day? If you look at that movie, that's almost a planned thought of how things will develop because uh, every country was being destroyed. Every nation had something going on. And every one of them had to come together. 
to defeat a common foe. Now, Sonia says, aliens aren't going to attack us, haha. Now, like I said, we weren't talking about actual aliens attacking. And uh, according, like I was saying earlier, according to Werner Ron Braun, it's not the aliens, it's us. It's us using back-engineered aircraft. He said the aliens aren't going to be the ones that attack if we see something like that taking place. You know, and so, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory, yes. True. But how many conspiracy theories have been come forward that were actual and true? And now they're not... Now it's true that's not just a conspiracy theory. People, I mean... Think of this, a million, you know, 15, 20 years ago, nobody would have ever, ever fathomed the thought that cities would even think about defunding and getting rid of their police departments. You know, if you would have said that 15, 20 years ago, you'd have been laughed out of your house. Nobody would have mm-hmm. believed it. Okay. Now it's happening, but Was it a conspiracy theory if somebody mentioned that before? Sure, it would have been. Also, at the same time, Eddie, we have to look at the the given facts, and these are facts, okay? Some of the very problematic types of UFOs that we are seeing are doing things in the air that we, as human beings, could not fathom. In fact, some of the right-hand turns and some of the uh, aggressive uh, error uh, maneuverability that they have, it would literally crush a human being if they were in that spacecraft or in that craft. I'll put it that way. Oh, absolutely. I don't want to misconstrue it here. It would turn you to but jelly. Would, yeah, it would turn you to mush. We have nothing of those capabilities. Now, Russ says, in 1974, North Wales, there was a battle in the Irish Sea warship an alien craft. I've researched it as a case for almost 30 years. That's interesting. And there yeah. was also uh, United States ships that were attacked by uh, supposed UFOs over there in uh, near Antarctica at one point. And uh, they downed pretty much all our aircraft. Uh, Jessica says the KGB has already identified like 500 different species some very problematic and some peaceful. Um, Cheryl Lynn, she says, I've seen the sky open and a craft emerge. That is really cool. Uh, Jessica comes comes back with, what about the bizarre attack in Los Angeles in the 1940s? Yep, the exactly. Battle of Los Angeles where they emptied thousands of artillery shells into the sky only to discover it was a hot air balloon and they still didn't hit it. You know, right, that, right. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, make me believe that. <laughs> uh, also, it's a theory until it becomes a fact. Uh, I like that too. Russ also says, uh, "British UFO hunter and he's a and a super soldier." So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of supposed conspiracy theories, Rick. A lot of things that are kind of being tossed around. Um, mainly by the UFO buffs. I, I don't see right now the general public actually paying this too much attention. And for the life of me, I don't know why. I know. And what gets me, Eddie, is the fact Project Blue Book. 
as whatever project that might have been, it literally brought to the forefront the very truth of the fact that people were seeing something. Not only the people, but let's understand that the military was seeing something too. And all at once, Project Blue Book got shot in the ass, so to speak, and it was no more. And yet at the same time, within 50 years of this discovery, not only from Roswell, Eddie, all these new implementations of military hardware, the new lasers, the the new cables, uh, you name it. We are a human species that has evolved faster than any other species in this world within the last 50 to 60 years, 75 at the most. And within 75 years, that isn't even a blink in the time period and time factor of how long we've actually been on Earth, Eddie. Very true. Very true. Now, let's see here. Jessica writes, you have basically two major groups of citizens in the United States, those who are preparing for something and those who are uh, who are getting injections, hair extensions, fake lips, they too are preparing. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I can see wow. that. You're so right, Jessica. Crazy stuff, man. So what do you think is going to be the next step after they do the disclosure, Rick? I think... Probably what they're going to do is actually bring the evidence forth. There's going to be a redaction of some of the information because they're not going to be able to put everything out there. They're not going to be able to put all the evidence on the table, so to speak. But I think a list and maybe a um, summary of evidence will start coming forth. This is what we know. This is what we have. This is what we've done with reverse engineering, maybe that might be the first thing that would actually quell the arguments in the essence of saying there is something out there. Now, Cheryl says area S four is where it all happened. Uh, Cheryl, if you can write a little bit about S four and what it is you're talking about into the chat room, that would be great. Uh, I'm not too caught up on S4. I'm not really sure. Is she from up in Ohio? I think that's where she's at, I think. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. But uh, that that in itself, I mean, we have people all over the United States in our chat right now, Eddie. Yeah, we do. We have Utah. We have Colorado. We have Ohio, Kansas, Texas. So that pretty well sums up a pretty pretty vast area in itself. And, And for people to be seeing these things and writing about them, and actually coming forth with the evidence and the testimonies of what they've seen. It, it's a very huge step forward, Eddie. Now, Russ Kellett, he says, uh, they know what's going on. They want more money to build more spaceships to fight in the war that's going on. It's for their black budget. Yeah, I mean, why else would they create a space force all of a sudden? That was kind of strange. And uh, Cheryl says, Bob Lazar, you're right, S4, Bob Lazar. Uh, you that sounded familiar. Yes. Yeah, but Bob yep. Lazar, when he came forward and he was speaking about all the back engineering of all the craft that were over there, talking about the power sources and what have you, that was a big deal. Nobody believed Bob Lazar. I mean, he they basically erased him. Yes, they did. They tried very, very hard to discredit and basically make him go away. 
and and they did for a while. Yeah. But yeah, now he's right. back and he's speaking more and more now uh, about what took place and and the different things that happened while he was there at at, uh, at Area 51. And I mean bef- just think of this, before Bob Lazar, no one really knew anything about Area 51. Right. You know, it wasn't until Bob Lazar came forward that people actually started looking closely into what was taking place at Area 51. Now, granted, Eddie, Area 51 was a very strategic, top-secret aircraft testing facility. Now, I'm sure that some of the things that people saw out in that desert and the surrounding area, I'm sure probably a lot of that was different test flights and different aircraft that was that was being uh, modified and brought forth by the military itself at that time. But there are things that have gone on out there that's really, really different than anything we're, we've been testing. Well, let's take the uh, stealth fighter, for instance, and the stealth bomber. Bingo. You know, we didn't know about those until the Gulf War. Right. Okay. And they kept those very well hidden. Okay. And for them to come out and say, okay, well, we have this. What do they have now that they're not showing us? Because they've always got something up their sleeve and hidden that we don't know about. So I'm sure they got stuff to make the stealth fighter, the F-117, and the stealth stealth bomber, you know, look obsolete for the most part. Now they've got what we've heard through the grapevine, something called a TR-3 or something to that effect, which is kind of a triangle-looking ship that uh, defies gravity. So, I mean, that's something else. What about the Phoenix Lights, Eddie? Remember those exactly. remember the, um, yes. big thing on the Phoenix lights? Yep. And uh, yeah. Russ says, there are wars going on around the world. The media are not telling us about, but I have been there and seen. So Russ has actually been there. Russ, I'm interested in your story, man. Um, yeah. If you've seen this, I mean, I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about this. Maybe we can get you on the show at some point and uh, talk about this. Um but there, there's a lot of stuff fixing to happen, Rick, and, and it's we're living in exciting times, shitty times, but exciting times. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. ten four on the shitty. You know, once once uh every well, let, I'm gonna skip the political part of this, but uh, <laughs> I almost dove right into that. Boy, you did, man. I seen you had that. Direction, I, I did, man. I did, and I had to stop myself right there. I was like, ah, that's another show, another time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's fixing to take place, and, and we're living it. And I think the more we live it, the cooler it's going to be. But history is being being made right now in a lot of different ways. Um, it is. Sherilyn says, uh, Area S4 was located in the old Kelly mine of the of the proposed mountain range. Papoose mountain range. Papoose mountain range. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, Jessica says, President Trump made a surprise appearance to the troops in Alaska after visiting Japan and indeed said that they're increasing the budget and will be building aircraft better than we've ever seen. I believe that, and I believe that there's aircraft out there like that right now. Russ says, uh, I have a video of me getting zapped by craft as I was filming a UFO. I'd love to see that, Russ. Send it to us. Yeah, send it to us. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, you can, you can shoot that to us on messenger if you like, uh, or, uh, shoot us a message and, uh, we'll send you an email address. 
But uh, that would be very interesting to check out. And right now, we are nearing the 30-minute mark, and we're going to switch topics on everybody. And we're going to be talking about the Church of Satan and its influence now within the political realm and uh, what's going on. And Rick, I'm going to let you jump smooth into this one. And uh, I I think you've done a little bit of research on it, so I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Well, to begin with, everybody that's on air and everything, this Church of Satan is a real documented place and people. I have been studying this, and I've been doing research on this now for about the last three months. I have another buddy that we, as a whole, he's in Houston. The other Church of Satan that I'm talking about is in San Antonio, Texas. I have tried diligently, and so has he, to get an interview with this Church of Satan and how exactly they work how exactly do they portray themselves in society? And we keep getting the stall tactic, but at the same time, they feed us enough information to let us know that they are a very, very powerful entity within the political system, within the spirituality of of the people that are a part of this. And they're basically coming full, full term with what they want to do and they want to be a political power. They want to be a very hot item within the political system so that they can push their agenda forward. And that's what we were doing. Eddie was trying to get an interview with them to go ahead and see exactly what is their agenda? What is their ideas for a world dominant with the satanic church in itself? Now, let me ask you this, Rick. Do you think right now they're acting upon the way the times are more or less playing into their favor right now? Or do you think this was a, you know, where it was more of a strategic plan? Or do you think this was something that, you know, just kind of happened? This is a ploy by a, um, I'm going to say it, a political system that was not here not too long ago, because a while back, there was a Church of Satan by Anton LaVey in California. They want nothing to do with Anton LaVey. And they try really hard to push against the, I'm gonna say theology of Anton, because they wanna set their own standards. They wanna set up their own agenda. They wanna set up their own political party. They have lawsuits in court right now against the state of Texas. They have lawsuits against the state of Missouri. They have lawsuits against the state of Oklahoma. That is the power that these people are gaining every day. And what are these lawsuits for? I mean, what are they trying to accomplish, you think? They want to go ahead and push the abortion issue continually. And subsequently, they want to be able to tell mankind and womankind what they can and cannot do concerning the fetus that is their main objective right now in court right now because they want to be heard as a standing platform in favor of any woman getting an abortion wow 
Yeah, I know we were trying for a while. We really tried hard to to get an interview uh, with uh, the Church of Satan here in San Antonio. And uh, we got pretty close a couple of times, but uh, no cigar. Uh, They stayed locked down pretty tight, and we weren't able to get in there and speak to anybody. We were going to do a sit-down. We were going to do a a really good podcast because I don't think they were going to allow us in there with uh, cameras. But Yeah, uh, I was willing to fly down uh, to Houston or San Antonio and be a part of that interview. I still am. That's how dedicated to what I want to see and how I want to do a follow-up with this this powerhouse that's that's emanating from the very heart of America, so to speak, Eddie. And they're starting to infiltrate schools now with uh, different types of scholarships. Exactly. And if they're able to get a foothold within the schools, then here we go. Yes, they are coming forward with scholarships to graduating students, not only into the seventh grade, eighth and ninth grade, because right then their minds are fertile. They know that. But also the people that's coming out of graduation from college and actually looking to further the education and what better place to do it within an agenda that's going to go headstrong into their political and or religious belief. Um, there's a few of many that say that this isn't a religious sect, and there's a few of them that say that it is. But anything I think that has satanic on it has to have at least a little leverage in the essence of saying we are a religious. You would think. And I know that if they get a foothold in with the children, then we've got a society, you know, five, maybe 10 years down the road that they're going to have a better grip on than anything we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Eddie, I live in the Bible Belt of America. I'm in Kansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, right right through the center of the United States. The evangelical churches around here very powerful churches, very, very. I mean, these, these people are, are stout in their religious beliefs and their, also their political clout. They are saying that as of, two, as of right now, they have never seen the outpouring of what's happening with not only the satanic church, but occultism, witchcraft, Wiccan, different areas like that that are going totally against what their, well, what their agenda is and the essence of what they are as far as religious. Well, I know like in Wiccan, you've got good and you've got bad. Uh, You've got some that are kind of in between. It all depends on how they choose to practice, you know, the, the, uh, their craft. But in Satanism, uh, I don't really see anything positive in that, uh, in any of it, actually, that would have been or that would benefit mankind as a whole. You know, that's just my personal opinion. But, you know, I, I just don't see it. They are a powerhouse that has come from a gathering. I see then and Antonella ask who is financing them. Uh, I will tell you this, they are a powerful group. They have attorneys. They have ungodly amount of attorneys 
that help them with their agenda. They have uh, CPAs. They are a clout of people that is growing daily with their agenda that's trying to take over a political field, so to speak, and their voices are being instituted into our own political governing units as I speak. Now, you know, during my career, I know that it was a real hot topic, you know, within the police department back in the 80s. And uh, that was when I was just a young patrolman. And we actually took classes on different types of satanic rituals, satanic symbols, that kind of a thing. There was lots of people losing pets, lots of uh, sacrificial animals that were being found, mutilated, uh, and it eventually started boiling down to uh, humans which were being sacrificed. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of cases like that that we were working on. And it, in, in the 80s, this was a really, really hot topic uh, in, in law is. enforcement. And it kind of got squished for a while. Now I see that kind of coming back again. That's very true. Um, I was talking with some of the people that is in the governing body here in the state of Kansas, and they're they're part of the Kansas uh, Senate and everything, and they were talking about what part does the paranormal community play in sanctioning these type of activities, in the essence of saying, are you actually going to blame us? for what's going on or what is actually being played out in the governing bodies of different states because of what the paranormal community, do you, do you understand what I'm saying, Eddie? Yeah, exactly. And, and here's the other thing as well. I want to know if the paranormal investigators that are out there that are very active right now, if they've noticed any increases in demonic activity along their investigations. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a big one. And I know you just got done dealing with a couple of those as well, not too long ago, Rick. And exactly. uh, I, I want to know if this is increasing, if you're noticing an increase in demonic activity, demonic cases, people coming to you for help. Um, and if so, what's been the outcome of some of these? Um, that's a big question that I want to put out there for the audience. And if you would, you know, shoot us an email or, or, or uh, messages back and let us know. But uh, I think that's a that's going to be an interesting point to make if things are on the uprise. Uh, Russ says, "What about murders, Mister Hill?" Yeah, there's been a lot of murders that were satanic, uh, you know, uh, based basically, as far as ritualistic type killings, and uh, and this was back in the '80s. Um, I haven't seen anything since, as far as on the job or on patrol, but. Back in the 80s, like I said, that was a really hot topic. Now it's been kind of dead for a while, but now you're kind of starting to see an uprise again. So I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing animal sacrificial or sacrifices, people uh, that are being sacrificed, and up to what extent is this part going to play? And what type of demonic activity is being conjured up, you know, in the paranormal community? during different cases, and if so, why? Also, Eddie, I've also seen um, in the movies an upsurge of the different type of uh, paranormal, Conjuring 2, Conjuring 3, Conjuring 4, different type of uh, demonic movies that make the suggestion 
Uh, a lot of what's been happening around here is having to do with Ouija boards, Eddie. But these people, these young kids, are literally, did you know at eight years old you can buy a Ouija board? Sure, it's a game. Yes, and this is what, uh, what is basically blowing my mind is the fact that these people even know it's a game, Eddie. They are opening portals. Yeah. I'm getting calls. I know other people that are getting calls. We need your help. There's something in our house. There's something in our lives. There's something taking over. And it's, and it's um, you know, something that, that is coming to the forefront of, in fact, a lot of the other people that I talked to said the veil is thinning even thinner. Yeah, I believe that, especially with all the hate and everything going on right now. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, bad vibes, bad energies that are taking over areas. And, you know, demonic entities that are being conjured up just because of the amount of hate, the amount of violence, the amount of killings that are taking place. You know, that's the one thing that, you know, gets me. I mean, this is the United States of America here. And, uh, you know, equality amongst each other is a big part of that. Uh, love and caring, uh, look, you know, take having each other's back, for instance, that plays a big role. But you don't see a lot of that anymore. And if you do, it's among small groups like us right here, you know, mm -hmm. where we have each other's back. We talk about things. And, it, and if we don't uh, necessarily believe in something somebody says, we don't fight about it. It's just an opinion. We don't, you know, it, it's just another way of looking at things. And I think that gets overlooked a lot, and we end up with a lot of issues, uh, especially within the paranormal field, where now we're having investigators that are being scratched, attacked, bitten, uh, possessions taking place, or oppressions, you know, that are, you know, taunting the paranormal community right now. And Eddie, one thing that I did hear from two or three different people that I talked to is the fact that the clergy, I don't care what you are, Protestant, Baptist, Assemblies of God, whoever you might be, and whatever you might be, they are not spiritually prepared to take on what's going on in this world right now. I have people tell me that they've called clergy and said, I'm sorry, we cannot help you. Yeah, and you get that a lot. I did have a case one time where we were dealing with a demonic entity that was messing with a 13-year-old girl. Uh, at first, we were kind of thinking it was more poltergeist activity than anything else. I sent a lot of the evidence that we collected, which was EVPs and, and video of a shadow people, that kind of a thing that we, we were able to capture, to John Zaffis. And uh, oh, wow. mm -hmm. I received a call from John about three, four days later. And uh, I happened to be on patrol at the time when he called me. And I was kind of shocked. I expected, you know, maybe get a, an email or something like that. But he called me directly on the phone. And uh, to give me a warning to tell me that what we were messing with was not a poltergeist. It was actual demonic entity. And that I should contact the church. I was like, oh, great. Not a problem. He told me, he goes, listen. He goes, you think it's not a problem. He goes, but you're going to look, look at religion in a totally different way by the time this is all over. And I was like, what do you mean? And he told me, he goes, you'll know exactly what I mean after you contact the church. 
And I was like, well, there's a Baptist church right across the street, you know, this house. I'll just, you know, trot over there and go talk to the preacher and, you know, get a house cleansing and, you know, voila, you know. And uh, that was me being kind of naive. Well, I went over to the church and got a hold of the preacher and I explained to him what was going on. I asked if he would at least go over and do a blessing of the house, which he refused. And so I asked him again, he refused. And so I got pissed off and I told him, I was like, look, I was like, you lead a congregation over here. I said, but you won't even walk across the street and say a few prayers in a house. And he looked at me, he says, I know what goes on there. He goes, I'm not going in that place. And I thought, well, that's kind of shitty, you know? So I went and talked to a priest, it was a Monsignor that I knew over at a Catholic church and uh, he knew what I did. And when I went and spoke to him about it, I showed him the evidence I had. I let him listen to the EVPs, I showed him the video. And at the time we didn't have a bishop <clears throat> here in uh, San Antonio. So he wasn't able to get any type of approval for any sort of exorcism or anything of the house. So basically he sent me off with a whole bunch of religious crosses and holy water and prayers and things of that nature. And I did have a copy of the layman's exorcist ritual to perform. And, uh, it was for somebody who's not a priest. And, uh, we started reading that off and it seemed to work for a few days. Uh, and, I got a call back from the 13-year-old girl and she said, uh, don't come back over here anymore because it's not going to do any good. And I was like, why is that? And she told me her grandmother, after we left, started summoning that entity back Oh shit. because she liked the attention she was getting from our team showing up. And that's true. That is very true. A lot of people, I'm going to say young people and elderly people, even up to the elderly people, Eddie, they don't know what they're playing with. They think it's something that, that is just for entertainment. And I, I just don't, I just don't get it. I really don't because when these things start happening and this is what I'm getting in a lot of the cases that I'm getting now, Eddie, is that they're opening the portals. They're opening the doors they're summoning they're conjuring and they don't know what kind of uh activity they're really really getting into until it's too late well you know the scary part about this whole thing rick is that we worked really hard to try and get rid of this thing and that 13 year old little girl was scared to death yeah and yeah when we showed the video of that shadow person that we captured which went from the floor on the first level straight up and from the floor to the top of its head was approximately eight feet we measured it concealed completely covered up and concealed a lazy boy chair as it went in front of it and went through the ceiling which led into her room at the same time that happened, I was upstairs in her room and this was before I knew 
that we were dealing with a demonic entity and I was challenging this thing. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it come up. But I was sitting in there by myself. I had an infrared camera pointed at me. And I was calling this thing out. And I said, you like scare little girls. Come scare me. And uh, like I said, this was before I knew what it was. And I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. But when I played the videotape back, you can absolutely hear a class A EVP come across after I say, you like scaring a little girl, come scare me. You hear this voice and it was deep. It was harsh and it was very clear. And it said, I'm so scared. Just like that. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And honestly, yeah. before I realized what this thing was, I mean, that kind of pissed me off, but, uh, it, it, it's this kind of a thing that it is spooky because we showed her that tape because I wanted to see if that's what she saw come into her room at night and start tossing all her stuffed animals around. And that little girl took off out that house running and screaming and crying. And I had to send one of the girls that was on my team after her who chased her down, caught her, calmed her down and brought her back. And this grandmother still had the audacity to conjure this thing back every time we tried to get rid of it. It's it just amazing. Wow. You know, I hear these stories, Eddie, and I think about how many years you and I have been doing this, you know? And I remember, just like you, taking the tape cassettes, <laughs> the tape player. And the boom box. Yeah, and the boom box and going out and doing our first investigations. They're nothing. <laughs> There's nothing compared back then as to what's happening now, Eddie. I mean, this is a totally different show that you're looking at as far as the intensity, um, the actual entities themselves coming forth like I, I've never seen before, just like what present was present to you. And yet these people continue and I, and I will say, and I will hold fault in the essence of these paranormal shows and these paranormal teams that actually go out unprepared because they don't know what they're doing. I have told many, many people, and so have you, Eddie, if you have questions, don't hesitate to call us. We will help you. If we cannot get you answers, then by job, we know the people that can. And that's what my message would be tonight as far as what's going on right now in this world. If you're dealing with anything that you cannot deal with or that you have and, and it's scaring you, give Eddie a call. Give Eddie or me, myself, Texas, let us know how we can help you. And real quick, Kurt's uh, going Betty by. It's 3 a.m. here. Uh, crazy time to go to bed there, Russ. And wow. uh, <laughs> appreciate you joining us, Russ. Thank you so much. I'm glad you Thank enjoyed you, the Russ. show. Uh, you almost got the whole thing. We're, we're going to be on for probably about eight more minutes, and we're going to be calling it quits for the night. <laughs> but uh, thank you for being on here, man. I appreciate everything you've uh, said and done, and I look forward to talking to you some more. I really like to get you on the show, Russ. So uh, keep that in mind and stay in touch with me. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of uh, crazy things that are going on. And uh, 
you know, right now with all the activity that's taking place, I know there's an increase in paranormal activity during investigations. I know people are having crazy things going out. And, um, our very own James Toops had some uh, crazy encounters here not long ago over at, uh, yes, he at did. Uh, Mackey's uh, place. Bobby Mackey's. Mm-hmm. He had some crazy stuff going on there. He said he won't go back. Uh, there's also some other places here in Texas that he's been to that just out by chance he was playing some, uh, I guess you could call it satanic music, for a lack of better terms, uh, the way he kind of put it. And uh, sparred up some activity that uh, they basically had to bail, and the investigation wasn't even finished that night. So, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. I think activity spurring up, and I think the more negative activity that takes place, you know, the the crazier it's going to get. And it's uh, this is something we're going to have to keep an eye on, Rick, and, and keep a, a watchful eye and make sure people understand that if you don't know what you're doing, please find answers, be, find answers before going out because you can get yourself into a world of hurt if you're not careful. And that's something you do not want to do because you can put yourself and your family at risk exactly. if you're not careful with what you're doing. And especially right now during these times. Yep. I so, think one of the things that uh, gets me the most steady is the fact that, um, you know, this isn't a game. We don't go out for fun anymore. I remember when I first got into this, Eddie, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to go it was. ghost hunting. When we you first know, started, it was it was all for fun. Yeah, yeah. And all at once, it, it, it got to be a reality that I, in some way, sometimes, Eddie, I wonder, it, it drew me in. It drew me in like a moth to the flame. It really did because what I found in this world of the paranormal is the fact that you must be prepared for what you're going to find. And if you're not prepared, if you're going to go out there blind, you're going to reap, as they say, what you sow. And that's, that's, I mean, it's simple layman terms, I know. But you know, and I know both what's laying out there and what we've seen and what we've experienced. And what can happen. Yes. Yes. I mean, I had an entity that took me a better part of a year to get rid of that followed me. And uh, that was because oh, of my, my that, was, that was my fault because I wasn't prepared. And that was at the beginning of my adventures. And uh, it, it took a while. A uh, buddy of mine, uh, uh, Tom, he pops up on the show occasionally. Uh, he was one of my high school buddies. We ended up getting into a lot of crap and uh, seeing a lot of weird crap that we can't explain to this day. And, uh, I mean, some really cool stuff. But it's just it's getting now to the point to where it's becoming more dangerous than not. It is. And whenever you go out or you go for an investigation – you have to do your due diligence and be careful and do some cleansings and, and be safe and, and protect yourself and your team. You know, whenever you're on an investigation, you can't take this lightly anymore. It, it, you can end yep. up very hurt. Very. I had an incident where that one time, Eddie, I uh, ran into what's called a brouhaha in Arizona. A witch. Down on, on yeah down on the uh, Navajo reservation. But you got to roll that tongue. You got to roll that tongue when you say it. Bruja. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bruja. There There you go. go. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I almost stayed too long, Eddie. 
I almost got caught and it took me almost four months of cleansing and going to the Native American Center up here in Wichita, Kansas to finally rid myself of her influence in my dreams and my life and my existence, basically. And um, I almost dropped out of what I was doing as far as the paranormal because I didn't know what I'd got a hold of until it was almost too late. Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're real. I mean, you can't play with this stuff, Eddie. It's very true. Well, Rick, it's about that time if you want to do some closing comments. Well, I guess my closing comments would be, um, hang on, people, there's more to come. And what we talked about tonight with the UFOs, with the disclosures of things that are about to transpire from our government and from governmental officials and everything, I want to know. And I want you to be able to sit there and listen to us. And if you hear anything, give us a call, give us a text, give us a message and let us know what you find out too, because we want to be, as they say, Eddie, paranormal analytical. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess my closing statement is going to be pretty close to Rick's disclosures coming. I'm very curious to see what the government's going to bring. When it does come and we do get supposed answers, um, we're going to probably have a special show that's probably going to be a good two hour show, I'd say, Rick, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> talking oh, about, yeah. you know, whatever that is that they're going to release and the possibilities, probabilities, and uh, our opinions and injections. And uh, I'm sure all of you all are going to have different opinions and things that you want to put out there we're going to be reading into the audience so we're looking forward to that we're really looking forward to to getting our hands on that those documents and uh so i've got feelers out we're waiting and uh we probably won't be one of the first shows to to show it uh because just because of when we go live but we're definitely going to be going live with it and giving you our opinions on it and uh we're looking forward to that also we uh we're waiting to see what's going to happen with all these lawsuits with the church of Satan. Yep. And we're going to see where that goes and what happens with that. Or if this is just uh maybe it's a distraction, maybe something else is fixing to I take place. Know. You know, who Thank knows? Thank you but, chat room. Uh, Jerry says there's been more and more sightings. You're right. And it's just increasing, but uh, wow. yeah, we're, we're looking forward to seeing what happens with a lot of these things. And we'll be bringing you updates as we get them. And as we hear things, and uh, talking about them on the show. But as always, everybody, we love you all very much. We thank you so much for being on the show with us. We thank you for your comments. And uh, we thank you for everything that you do to support us to to be on here and keep the show going and keep it lively. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all again next time. So please take care. Remember, eyes to the sky. Keep a watch. And if you get a photo or video of one of these crafts, send it to Paranormal Analytics. <laughs> send it to us we want to play it on here for everybody and uh yeah. we'll bring you on on the show as well as uh, the witness to it and uh, we'll talk about what you saw and what you did but take care everybody we love you once again and uh be safe out there we want to see you back on the show and until next time good night from all of us thank you eddie beautiful show <laughs>